Welcome to episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 30, making a medal-winning splash. We'll go one-on-one and best of with swimming sensation and Canadian Olympian Kyla Sanchez. Father-son free-for-all will make your hearts flutter. We'll go gold, silver, bronze for love-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 30 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums, our personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy February, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair, and uh, thanks so much for joining us for what is a celebratory episode. Yes, everybody, it's episode 30, our 30th episode bringing to you our fans, Champs and Chums, and we're so glad you're with us, and it gives me great pleasure now to bring on to the show my best of chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing great, and um, uh, we have to congratulate ourselves with uh, 30 episodes. It's been a great, great passion project. Big bumps off the top. Happy 30th episode, my man. Those of you can't see it, but it's uh, obviously you're, you might be hearing it here. We've got a big fist bump that's going together here, but thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Well, well Ashton, yeah, happy 30th, my man. Um, how are you feeling? Why don't you tell the fans how you're feeling after knowing that, you know, monthly broadcasts, uh, we started off in October 2019, and here we are, episode number 30. Well, it feels great um, uh, doing the podcast every month. It's uh, it's a great passion project. It's actually, uh, that's what, let's say, bloomed my uh, public speaking skills, and um it's just been a, a great opportunity to have a podcast, interact with all you fans on Facebook Live, and um, uh, right now, I'm going to mention YouTube Live, because we just That's did right. our first YouTube Live. That's right. Well, we met, remember in the last episode, we, we shared with our fans, it was only last month in January, at the start of a new year, start of some great new things that we wanted to... Uh, roll out for you our great fans of champs and chums one of them was youtube live and uh well why don't you take it away man that was a really great experience that was our fourth edition of a father-son challenge that time it was gaming it was on youtube live and you give the fans who hadn't haven't had a chance yet to to check it out um what happened so uh basically we were gaming and we were playing nhl 21 which is uh, a hockey video game made by ea sports and um it, it's a great game and um i do not want to tell you who won but let's say majority of you pretty much know who won well yeah i i mean so final score it was uh sun nine And dad, uh, father, uh, won. So I certainly didn't bring my A game there. Uh, At the time of this recording would have been on last family day weekend uh, just to kick that off. Um, But uh, yeah, you took it to me, man. Now, now what was it like actually uh, gaming for for some of the viewers? We really appreciate people viewing it live. Uh, Many people view it on playback. What do you think about all that? Well, I mean, it's uh, great to see our fans are uh, loving our stuff, and um, uh, we we uh, need you guys to keep this support going. And uh, it's been it's been a very very great support uh, from the start. We started this podcast, so uh, thank you 
all fans. And uh, coming back to the YouTube live, I feel like there were lots of viewers because you told me there was 14 or 15. Well, that that is just a subscribe. Oh, that's right. You mean in terms of live? Yeah, that's in terms right. of live. And then views. obviously playback as well. So we really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance to check out our YouTube, you'll see all the the latest videos that Ashton and I do getting ready to uh, unveil an episode. Uh, all the episodes are on there as well, too. Um, so check us out. Subscribe to YouTube, and, and you'll get some real exclusive information. Um, good stuff, my man. So, yeah, that makes it 4-0 for you and Father-Son Challenges. Um, I got to break the goose egg at some point. Yeah, at some point you have to. Um, it may happen someday. Who knows? But, um, oh, just, just before, I, f I forgot to mention this, happy 49th birthday, Dad. Oh, well, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, uh, 49 years young is the way I like to look at it, Ashton. Uh, not, not, uh, not bashful or ashamed at all of sharing my number with you, because I really think at the end of the day, age is only a number. It's what you believe. It's what you work with in your heart and your head, your head, and... And what you aspire to do. So, uh, well, thanks, man. And uh, thanks for uh, sort of co-partnering there on, on getting a cake put together. And, um, yeah, it was a really nice day. Yeah, it was a great day. And uh, we had so much fun. We had lots of fun. Well, speaking of lots of fun, it was, a, 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 it, was it is the shortest month of the year. That is February. But we also we put a signature on it again, my man. Capital A, action-packed. Um, I mean, a few things on the school front, and you, you talked about it just at the outset of our show about how, uh, you know, Champs and Chums has really helped you develop some of those, you know, key skills like interaction, um, some writing, is a small writing as well too, um, obviously your verbal communication skills, but you actually had a, a big uh, a speech night. How did that go? Well, yeah, I did, and uh, it was uh, great seeing all my classmates perform, and um, it was—it's an amazing way of uh, blooming your um, communication skills, your public speaking skills, and um, everyone did very, very good. And um, I am going to share with you guys right now my marks. I got uh, so there's beginning developing and mastering and i got so mastering's the highest level and then developing is the lowest and i got uh all three or four uh boxes of like how is how, are you making eye contact are you making hand movements are you not copying off of, uh, let's say, notes or anything. And I got all four of those boxes uh, in ma in the mastering level. So um, I feel pretty proud of myself. Well, you should, man. And, that, I mean, that, that kind of result is no surprise to me with all the great experiences that you've uh, you've had on this project. And just naturally, Ash, and even outside of Champs and Chums, you know. So uh, your mom and I are really proud of you. We had an opportunity to uh, to watch you and uh, all those great, great ca I'd say, castmates or classmates uh, get up there and, and speak uh, via um, online. And it was great to see all of the young talent that you have, including yourself. And you guys brim with so much potential. So great stuff. Let's shine a spotlight as well, too, on um, the, the important um, conversation and uh, discussion and highlighting of achievements of Black History Month as well, too, Ash. And I know you were involved in a really special project. Uh, why don't you tell the fans about that? Well, yeah, um, uh, we're doing uh, STEM projects like we always do. And uh, this... Uh, STEM project is uh, Black History Month. So we have to find an inventor and uh, we have to, um, uh, it could be Canadian or American, but uh, they say you get more marks if you go with a Canadian one. Um, and we went with a Canadian inventor named Elijah McCoy. And uh, he basically invented something for trains to basically move quicker and to go further 
without him half having to you know refill the oil it would just refill itself so um and today um at school today um we made a uh, thing that's called a storyboard that and basically we had to make it probably no yeah on a different ad- inventor um then we picked uh from the uh stem project and basically i picked um what was his name uh, i forgot his name uh but i mean he did create oh wait i remember now william peyton hubbard mm-hmm. and uh he created a um uh he created kind of like an oven, a portable ev- oven, and uh, he was, um, let's say, Toronto's first like elected, uh, uh, hmm, Canadian black. Uh, maybe like a like a municipal official or a federal official, maybe like a government office. Yeah, he was in government office. Yeah, so uh, it, it's uh, uh, it's it's a basically storyboard that is an app where you can visualize with like different characters, different scenes, different text boxes, different uh, people, and um, it's actually a really really n- n- nice site. Oh, I think that's amazing. So I'm I'm so glad that you're you're you're. Uh shining a spotlight on how important uh the achievements of uh of african canadians have made uh you know we were people of color uh you know we're, we're such a diverse country um for this month to shine a spotlight on how important um some of the the um, past figures are and the future it's looking so bright and it's great that you're learning that you wanted to say something else as well yeah i think he wasn't if dad you tell me if this is right or wrong but he wasn't he was the first M- Ambleman. Ambleman. Yeah. Okay. Or Alderman, maybe. Yeah, Alderman. Sorry. Alderman. That's okay. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that, that's kind of an old school term when it talked about. Um, I guess at the municipal level, yeah, right? Yeah, like in terms city of, council. Kind that's of. That's right. The an alderman. Well, that's great stuff and and great learning and great impact and. Uh, yeah, it was just great to shine a spotlight on that, and uh, it's not just one month during the year. It's excellence all throughout the year as we think of um, the achievements of so many people that that, um, that we're talking about here. And you gave some great examples. So let's dial it back as well and talk about sports, which we always do. Father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. We got back. Well, let's let's consider all of the, the many amazing things that happened. You had the Super Bowl. Of course, basketball is back in our neck of the woods here in Peel Region. The Raptors 905, we just finally got back. It was two months in the making, Ashton. We finally got back to a live basketball game over at the the Paramount Center. How did you feel about that? Well, it was uh, great seeing them uh, back in action, the Raptors 905. It it, um, it was a tough loss. They were... At one point, they were down by 30 points. That's and, right. And then they came back. Within they, five. They within struck within five. five with less than three minutes left. And, and, they then, lost the Wis- the and then the Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin herd. Wisconsin yeah. herd. They, let's say the herd blew them over. <laughs> yes, that's right, man. Well, it was so nice to be back at the 905 and see some familiar faces. And boy, oh boy, you mentioned it last month when you did your fearless predictions. That team, look out. They're, they're very solid. And I mean, as they get ramped up for what uh, I'm almost assured, Ashton, will be a first playoff appearance that we'll be able to witness as uh, as uh, very, very dedicated uh, 905 uh, um, uh, season seed holders, um, they might be bringing the big guns. And what I mean by that, I mean, what about this? I mean, you look at their starting five on a perfect day. They've got Delano Banton, Reggie Perry, David Johnson, um, and uh, Justin Champagny. Like, I mean, th- th- that's an incredible, incredible uh, crew. 
right? Um, and, and with an, a great supporting cast. So uh, uh, Patrick Matumbo and the coaching staff are doing a really good job there. It's all part of the culture, right? Uh, to grow and develop talent. If you haven't had a chance to check out Raptors 905 action, now's your chance because it's back to full capacity uh, starting March the 1st. And uh, it's some really, really uh, affordable, family-friendly basketball here in um, the city of Mississauga or in, in, the, in the region of Peel. So Ashton, let's talk about world popular sporting events. The Super Bowl. What, what was your take on that? Well, um, uh, <laughs> I don't really uh, uh, have much words, but um, I could say two words. And I'll At say... least the game was close. We were yeah. watching it, everybody. Well, uh, it was a tough loss for Cincinnati. They had it. They yeah, had they, it. they had it. If you know why, it's because they if they wouldn't have gave up so many penalties. There's when, a couple penalties. Yeah, right. when when the Rams yeah. were near their um, touchdown zone, they they would have not let a touchdown happen. And how they how they like how uh, the Rams got the automatic first down. Like at the five yard line, it was just crazy, and uh, it put Cincinnati in a bad spot. And unfortunately, they lost. And I had, I had my bets on Cincinnati. So um, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, not your local pro line retailer bet. We had a friendly bet going on there for sure. And in fact, we brought it to video. In fact, uh, that on Super on the on Super Bowl night, just before kickoff. Actually, that was a lot of fun doing that with you, Ashton. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, full marks to Matthew Stafford, who I mean, who came over, uh, as a, as a, you know, big signing, uh, from the Detroit Lion Lions. I mean, he just had the right cast and, uh, that was a veteran group that, that, uh, Rams team. And, uh, and also and OBJ, it. I mean, uh, after what he's gone through, like injuries and, um, I think he really, honestly, even though I was betting on Cincinnati, I think uh, it, it was OBJ's time to shine. So. Well, you're getting really deep with your football knowledge, just so the fans know. When Ashton refers to OBJ, that's Odell Beckham Jr. So uh, good stuff, my man. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's, uh, let's continue the, 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 the conversation here because it's going to line up really nice. We're, we, it's almost on deck, no pun intended, when we talk about the Olympics. But what a great performance by Canada. I believe the final medal result was 26 or 27 medals. Yeah, I believe 26, it was. 27. Right. Well, one of those for sure. So a great performance by Canada. As I called it, everyone can dial back to episode 29. And I said that they would be a force and that they would... Um, win I, more medals than Pyeongchang. That's what I thought. But I'd they ha- didn't. Well, you know, Ashton, you win some, you lose some. That, mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I, I definitely came out with that fearless prediction. Great job uh, on that. And of course, when we think of Olympics, we have to obviously talk about our, our special guest that's helping us celebrate our milestone 30th, 30th episode because it was only actually uh, just a few short weeks ago that you got back into the pool. Yeah, it uh, it was uh just a yeah a few weeks ago, and um, it's a great experience getting back in the pool, uh, just being able to uh, see some friends, and um, it's a great experience here in uh, Brampton. It's uh, they offer great, great uh community family fun. Lots of community family fun in Brampton. You've enjoyed swimming, and that leads us then, everybody, because if you think about we're building the crescendo here. So we talked about um, Olympics. We talked about, um, of course, big-time sports, which the Olympics is. One of the most popular sports in the Olympics that is well-watched is swimming. So, Ashton, with that said, who's going to join us on the program for Milestone Episode 30? So our special guest has two medals, a silver and a bronze from the Olympics. And uh, she is with Team Canada uh, for swimming. And she is Kyla Sanchez. 
What an amazing guest we have on. All of 20 years young, uh, Canadian swimming sensation Kyla Sanchez. Sanchez, as uh, Ashton mentioned, uh, a member of Team Canada. She'll be joining us on the program. Um, that's an amazing interview from a, uh, from a young uh, athlete who's going going big places uh so yeah you make make sure you tune in to our best of segment with kyla sanchez that's an amazing interview great inspiration to hear from young people like kyla good stuff uh, ashton well listen we're going to segue into our milestone father-son free-for-all round you know and uh, as we think about um the month of february february while it's the shortest month of the year it's probably the most uh, loved month of the year. So your champs and chums thought it would be really, really um, in the whole spirit of love. We are going to connect it to athletes. So we're pleased to provide you with our gold, silver, bronze for love-inspired athlete names. So uh, Ashton, over to you for your bronze medal. Uh, my bronze medal of love-inspired athlete names is Brandon Flowers. What a great selection. That's Brandon Fla- Flowers. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about Brandon Flowers? Well, uh, he's worn two numbers, 24 and 26. He's a cornerback, and um, his career history, he played with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2008 to 2013, and the San Diego Chargers in 2014 to 2016 his career highlights and awards were a pro bowl and an acc championship that's great stuff my man that's brandon flowers all of 5'9, 187 second round pick 35th overall in the 2008 nfl draft uh, he attended virginia tech and as ashton mentioned that man was a pro bowler so that's ashton's bronze medal for love-inspired athlete names, Brandon Flowers. Okay, it's over to Dad now for my bronze medal. And uh, this one here uh, is, uh, you might actually mistaken him when I say his name. You might actually think he's a musician, a Juno Award-winning musician. But my bronze medal for love-inspired athlete names is Mr. Corey Hart. That's right. Not I wear my sunglasses at night, not I am by your side, Um, not those kind of tunes. We're talking baseball, right? On the diamond, Corey Hart was a, um, well, since retired, but I mean, he hit 162 home runs, Ashton, uh, and and he played on a number of different teams. He played with, uh, actually, you know, he played with Milwaukee, for about eight years that that is Corey Hart some of his uh best years was a 30 31 homer year in 2010 um he was actually uh, a, a series MVP then uh he hit 30 home runs for the Brewers in 2012 he finished his career um in the last two seasons with the Seattle Mariners and the Pittsburgh Pirates but um yeah, Corey Hart uh, was a great Canadian pl- a player, and um, actually, I'm, I'm mistaken. Corey Hart, the singer, was a Canadian, and he was a great player as well, too. But this Corey Hart was a right fielder, a first baseman, and he was from Bowling Green, Kentucky. So there's my bronze medal. Over to you, Ashton, for your silver medal for love-inspired athlete names. My silver medal is Romeo Cronell. Now, that is a really, really creative one there, my man. Now, why would it be Romeo? Well, um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure what the movie name is, but Romeo and Juliet, Romeo. Love, Stoli- love Story. That's right, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, Romeo, where far, far art thou? Romeo, I believe is the line. It's been a while for me. But why don't you tell the fans a, a bit more about Romeo Crenell? Well, uh, he... Um... He, his college was Western Kentucky. He was undrafted in 1970. Um, uh, he, he, um, he's played as a, uh, a Western Kentucky defensive line coach, uh, Texas Tech defensive assistant, 
Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. He was a defensive ends coach, and then he has played with Georgia Tech. But then look at some of the um, fans. You're going to want to hear how he transitioned, because the name Romeo Cornell, he then went on to the NFL, Ashton. What were some of his positions there? Well, um... uh, So he's with the New York Giants, a special teams coach, right? Yeah, and... um, uh, And his career highlights and awards, wow, Five-time Super Bowl champion, PFW, Assistant Coach of the Year, 2003. That's right. And, I mean, uh, he had some head coaching positions. I would remember him when he was there with the Cleveland Browns from 2005 to 2008. He had an interim head coach uh, uh, title in 2011 with the KC Chiefs. And then he went on to uh, to be a head coach full-time with the Chiefs in 2012. So, Good stuff, my man. That's Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Cornell? Cornell is Ashton's silver medal. Okay, over to me. And, you know, around uh, February, um, a, a lot of people kind of dip into the, the, the more chocolates, the cakes, um, all those kind of, of things that would probably make you have, have to visit the dentist, um, the dentist chair a little bit more often than that. We'll talk about the, the, dent, the, the, the dentist theme a little later on in the show. But uh, my silver medal for love-inspired athlete names is Don Sweet. You like that one, Ashton? Yeah, that's a really, really good pick. Yeah, Don Sweet. And, and you know, he is, he is a Canadian. He's now 73 years old, uh, born in Vancouver, British Columbia, but um, he played in the CFL, and he was actually a a kicker in the CFL. He played uh, for the Montreal Alouettes from 72 to 81. He then played with the renamed Montreal squad, the Concords, from 1982 to 84. Uh, Played with the Ticats in 1985, and he was a CFL East All-Star from on, in 77, 78, and 79. So I think he would have crossed paths um, when I think of some of the 80s teams that, um, that Neil Lumsden, our uh, episode, uh, episode uh, 13 guest, right? Um, uh, and Je- Neil and Jesse Lumsden came on the show. Uh, this would have been in uh, October of, uh, of 2020. And that was a great interview. So, yeah, Neil would have uh, uh, definitely um, uh, played against uh, 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 Don Sweet. And so there you go, everybody. 13-year career season in, uh, in Montreal. Don Sweet is my silver medal. Ashton, over to you with your gold medal. My gold medal is Bobby Valentine. Uh, I see what you did there, my man. Valentine, eh? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, tell the fans uh, a little bit more about Bobby Valentine. So he batted right. He threw right. Uh, his MLB debut was September 2nd, 1969 for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And his last MLB appearance was September 30th, 1979 for the Seattle Mariners. Well, I must say, obviously, ha- having some baseball knowledge that uh, he didn't sort of leave his mark on baseball for actually being a player. Because, you know, 12 home runs, 157 ribbies, and uh, a 260 batting average is nothing to talk about. But look at his managerial record, Ashton. How many wins did he get? 493. No, more than that. 1,186 wins. Oh, it's... Oh, it says down. There you go. Yeah, now I can All see All of the it. details, my friend. So what were some of the clubs that uh, uh, Bobby Valentine managed? Okay, so he managed the Texas Rangers. Remember from, that, yeah. From 1985 to 1992. The Sheba Lot Mariner. Oh, he might have actually gone to Japan, but let's skip that one. And he, he actually ran ran the, uh, he was the field general of the legendary New York Mets. Yep, from uh, 1996 to 2002. And then his last... His last MLB appearance as a manager. What was that, Ashton? That was with the Boston Red Sox in 2012. Amazing. That's Bobby Valentine. That's Ashton's gold medalist for love-inspired athlete names. And now it's over to Dad. Well, Ashton, you know what? Um, I almost feel 
in, in keeping with the good spirit, the, the loving spirit of this father-son free-for-all, I'm going to have to match your heart with mine, match your valentine with my valentine, because my gold medal is the former Major League Baseball player, Ellis Valentine. You might remember, actually, if you dial back to episode 25, Ashton, our, our best of champ and chump, the, uh, the Paralympian um, gold medalist and uh, Hall, of Fa- Hall of Famer Paul Rosen talked about Ellis Valentine. So what a great way to tribute Ellis Valentine, who's now 67 years old. His MLB debut was on September the 3rd, 1975. I was all of two years old then, Ashton. Um, 123 home runs, 474 RBIs for Mr. Valentine. And uh, he played with the Expos, of course, from 75 to 81. The New York Mets in the early 80s moved on to California and finished his career with the Texas Rangers. He was an all-star. It was Alice Valentine in 1977, and he won a gold glove in 1978. All right, good stuff, everybody. So that ends our father-son free-for-all segment. Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of Segment. And what a star guest we have for our fans this month. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to dive in with our best here on episode 30? Sure am. Are you ready to make a splash here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is a shining star for Canada in international swimming competition. At only 20 years old, she competed in her first ever Olympics, the 2020 Summer Games in Tokyo. Her debut was award-winning, two times over. She swam the lead-off leg for the women's 4x100 freestyle relay that won silver and was anchor for the 4x100 medley relay in the heats that went on to win bronze. Our best of guests has a trophy case that shines, and her list of accomplishments in the pool are deep. Olympic Games, World Championships, Commonwealth Games, Pan Pacific Championships, these best of world events were witness to some of her most crowning moments of achievement. Despite living the life of a very busy high-performance athlete, our special guest always takes time to recognize and support her community. She is among Canada's most prominent Filipina-Canadian athletes and is also a proud resident of Scarborough. Ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to be joined by Olympic medalist and Canadian swimming sensation, Kyla Sanchez. Kyla, welcome to Champs and Chums. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Ashton. Hi, everyone. I'm so honored to be on your 30th episode. Yeah, Um, it is a milestone episode and have such a tremendous guest like you coming on the show, Kyla. It means so much to to your chums on the other end of the microphone here. So we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. You're too kind. Thank you. I loved all the puns in the intro. Oh, you got all the puns, (laughs) did you, gal? Oh, man, amazing. Well, I try my best, and those that know me well know that I like to throw the odd pun out. So it's amazing (laughs) that that you could get this, and it's amazing to have you on this Milestone Episode 30. Thank you. All right, great stuff. Well, uh, let's get this uh, fun father-son talk on here with our best of guest, Kyla Sanchez. And Kyla, it's dad over here on this side of the microphone, and uh, we'll take our marks and dive in on this. Uh, you got my pun again there, Kyla? Yep, got that one. <laughs> All right, well, well done, well done. Well, uh, why don't you take the, our fans uh, through your early interest and ambitions to get into swimming, and then, of course, your, uh, your amazing ascension to the national and international stage. Yeah, I started swimming at about four years old. I was originally signed up for community lessons just to learn how to swim, to have an extracurricular out of school. And 
all of a sudden I wasn't able to progress because I was too young to get to the next level. So my swim instructor suggested competitive swimming to my parents and I was signed up uh, the next season and everything went really well. I kind of started to find my place in the sport and um, yeah, I was just so intrigued by everything that I was learning and I enjoyed being competitive and the pool (laughs) and uh, in the fall of 2016 after the Rio Olympic Games I joined the High Performance Center of Ontario which is uh, an elite level group that trains here in Ontario at the Morningside Pool and it was just the perfect environment that I needed to kind of launch myself into an Olympic swimming career I was teammates with Olympians Olympic medalists uh people who'd been on the national team for most of their lives and I was I was really lucky and fortunate to be invited into that group. Well that's amazing and it, it is such a big thing of course in in, in uh, developing one's skills is to be around that that element of competition Kyla and uh, geez mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Morningside Pool and that really takes me back because on the other end of the microphone here is a longtime Scarborough uh, guy who grew up in that great city and so great to hear names that were f- familiar to me one time ago but uh, great stuff mm-hmm. um why don't we talk about um your parents uh, noel and Susanna, who uh, i know in in videos that we've watched and stories that we've read you've talked so glowingly of how they've made a uh, a tremendous contribution to that rise you talked about and how today they continue to do that so how how important were they for you and your success not just as an athlete but a person they i attribute a lot of my success to my parents they've been extremely supportive and understanding especially before i could drive myself to the pool they would always wake up and be sure to get me to practice on time and make sure that they're creating meals for me so i'm fueled and just being also just emotionally supportive i think um that's also an important aspect of support is um, making sure that you're you know your parents are 100% there backing you and I think that's just what I needed to kind of push myself to put everything I had into the sport and yeah they're very kind um they're funny and I'm happy uh that they're a part of my life Great stuff. And shout out to Noel and Susanna, who may very well be listening to episode 30 here on Champs and Chums. Kyla, I'm now going to turn the uh, segment over to my chum, Ashton, who's got some questions for you. Uh, Kyla, you've had an outstanding success in your swimming career at only 20 years old. Can you please share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Sure. Um... I think I broke my first uh, national age group record when I was 13 years old. And I had realized how much that motivated me. And even though it wasn't a national record or I hadn't had made a national team yet, it was something that made me realize the scope of, oh my gosh, I could do big things. And I was enjoying it at the same time. So <laughs> I just kept going. And I think once I made my first national teams, um, it was a huge learning experience. So by the time I got to the Olympic Games, and it, it was just a crazy thought all in itself, um, I was able to kind of put aside the nerves and focus on my performance and it was hard to do but um oh my goodness yes kyla, the world went- <laughs> amazing uh, kyla uh what are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your parents have shared with you oh um good things don't come easy um so just just keep going don't give up and there's gonna be ups and downs like i think sport is it's a wave. You're going to be on top of the wave. You're going to come down on a wave. But what's important is that you keep 
just learning to surf. And um, when I was injured, I was unsure of when this wave would pick back up. And of course, it, it's just gonna, it'll just come to you, especially if you're putting everything that you have into it. And you're, you're staying focused, and you have a passion for what you love. And a quote that I love is, the comeback is always greater than the setback. That is amazing. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about it here on Champs and Chums, that if you really, truly want great, it doesn't come easy. To, to hear that from such a tremendous athlete like yourself, as you said, you've uh, kind of ro- rode the wave, right, through injuries. I know you, uh, the shoulder surgeries and then and, and coming back from that and, and all that, that, that puts into that. It's, it's just amazing to hear it um, loud and clear here on episode 30. You're listening to uh, episode 30 of Champs and Chums. This is our best of segment. We're joined by Canadian swimming sensation Kyla Sanchez. And Kyla, I wonder, uh, again, the, the perspective of the athlete is so rich on our programs. And, uh, and why don't you give our, our fans a, a summary of sort of what the day in the life looks like for a competitive athlete? Ooh, yes. So on a double day, I have two training sessions and I wake up usually at about 6.30 in the morning. I have breakfast, some coffee. I head to the pool. I'm at the pool from 7.45 till 10.45 about, so three hours. I come back home, um, fuel again, take a nap especially when we're in a hard training cycle, the nap is really necessary. Oh yeah. And then I'm back to the pool again for another three hours or so. Um, on a double days, we also have weight sessions for about an hour and then I'm home again from six thirty or 7 PM and it's pretty much fuel and get some homework done and go to bed as early as I can. And yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I think what uh, (laughs) makes it a bit uh, tiring is when training starts to really ramp up and it's all about staying on top of recovery. Yeah. Putting in the work. We, uh, we're hearing that loud and clear uh, uh, from your great, uh, great answer there on our question. Um, Why don't we shift gears and talk about community, Kyla, with all of the great accomplishments that you've made you and and, and the busy schedule that you just spoke of, you know, you always find time to talk about community dear to your heart. I mean, you, you express your love for the Filipino culture. You, you, you live it, you love it. And you also express your love for the beautiful city of Scarborough. I wonder if you could uh, talk more about that and what it means to you to be both. Yeah, um, for my community of Scarborough, it's it's home for me. It's what I can remember being home for most of my life. So I think that's just something that will always hold dear to me. Um, I'm also especially honored that um, where I train now is so close to my house um, and also in my community. And I it's one of the best swimming facilities in all of Canada. So I think... Uh, I can just be super grateful that that just happened to be a part of my life. There are people that move all the way here just to train at that facility. So, um, like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, I, this community is so special. I don't know. There's something about, uh, the togetherness that I feel. Um, and I, I get along great with my neighbors, which is, I know something not everyone does. And, yeah, uh, elementary school here. I started swimming in Scarborough. And in terms of my Filipino culture, and uh, yes, I I think what I realized uh, growing up is that I wanted the Filipino culture to always be a part of my life um, because my parents are from the Philippines and they taught me how to speak Tagalog and I was always kind of aware of the culture and I loved how it made me and my parents closer and me and my family closer in general because family is very important, especially when you move somewhere new or you start new things or when you need support. So um, I'm very proud to be Filipino and to inspire people who are Asian Canadian and um, yeah another thing about community I, I I do get to travel a lot so 
what I noticed is how this is home. Like when I travel, I want to come back to Scarborough and I love how diverse it is. And I could decide to eat sushi one night or get some really good Indian foods another night or. Oh, I love that about yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, that's great. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, uh, Kyla, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? Oh, wow. Um, so one of my favorite athletes is also a swimmer. She is a double world champion, a four-time Olympic medalist. She, her name is Kylie Mass. Yes. Um, she's absolutely inspiring and so humble. And the way she carries herself is just really someone to model and she's a hundred percent my role model um and that's easy because she swims the same sport as me so I can really just learn from her um another athlete I would say um I don't using Bolt comes to mind because of his like confidence um and I think that also helps in terms of getting to where you want to be and um he has like his signature stance and I think every athlete wants to be someone who can like pose and everyone knows what it is and you know it, <laughs> he's just known for being a fast runner so that's yeah. right that signature pose indeed those are some great selections uh we know you got a busy schedule uh, we if we have time for a couple more questions we're going to do that um let's uh, talk about um uh, this and let me set this up this way you've had such a decorated career so accomplished uh, of course all of the the great moments from the your debut in the summer olympics uh, world championships all the success at a junior level and here you are now what does the future look like for kyla sanchez yeah um what i've learned especially in the past two years is my life hasn't really panned out how i thought it would um it everything's pretty unexpected but um I think I'm definitely going to focus on uh, keeping my swim career uh, a high priority. I love swimming. I love the sport. I love racing. I love the thrill of it. And I also will be starting university in September. And I'm so excited to finally immerse myself in the student varsity uh, life and meet some new friends and um, go out West Coast. And yeah, so hopefully I can keep killing it in the pool and um, studying hard. That's right. That What a great one-two punch that is. Uh, we always say that to my great chum Ashton right next to me. Who has actually, Kyla, the last question on this amazing segment? Over to you, chum Ashton. Kyla, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a swim, swimming star and Olympian just like you? great question um my advice is um a lot of people would ask me early on in my swim career if I wanted to go to the Olympics or if I was going to go and of course I was kind of shy and I'd say maybe but secretly everyone kind of does want to and win a medal and all of that but at the same time medals aren't everything I think it's really important to shoot for what you love to do and to do your best because ultimately your own goals and getting those goals that you set for yourself is what's going to make you feel really good. It doesn't matter if you're an Olympic medalist or if you're not an Olympian, like you can achieve what you want to achieve and you'll, I don't know. It's just a a nice feeling like butterflies and yeah. (laughs) Oh, championship words. Indeed. Um, That's Kyla Sanchez, our best of guest here on episode 30 of Champs and Chums. And uh, Kyla, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We know you've got a a very busy schedule. Um, You know, it's just evidence uh, during the start, the middle, the end of this great segment with you, um, how mature beyond your years you are. You're a competitor. You have such a great perspective on what success looks like. And, you know, you talked about all those personal, the personal best that you set. You set one last year in Tokyo. Um, You gave us your best today, and we so appreciate that on this segment. And I know before we sign off, my chum Ashton wanted to say a few words to you. Uh, 
Well, Kyla, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor uh, having you on, and um, I've watched all your YouTube videos, and um, it it really uh, really inspires me to get better at swimming, better and better. And uh, as I talked uh, as I talked to you off air, I also do sw- swimming classes in uh, Brampton, and uh, hopefully one day I can make it to the competitive level. Ashton, I'm rooting for you. I know you will. Oh, that's amazing. Great stuff. Ashton, you're going to take us to break here on episode 30. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy February, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on our Milestone 30th episode. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here on this uh, February segment. And uh, now it's time for our All Pro Go segment. And our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. This is where my chum Ashton gives you the fans extra insights on a spotlight sport and uh, this one is a really special one because my man's sitting right next to me here in the broadcast chair debuted and actually tried it for the very first time this month we'll get into that story after uh, in a bit and then uh, dear old dad here it's been over 20 years since I tried it so Ashton over to you what is our all pro go our all pro go is curling Very nice. Take it away, my man. Curling is a sport in which players slide stones on a sheet of ice toward a target area, which is segmented uh, to four concentric concentric circles. It is related to bowls. Bowls? Yeah, it's just say bowls. Yeah. Bowls and sh- and shuffleboard. Yeah. Two teams, each with four players, take a a turn sliding heavy polished granite stones, also called rocks. Those ac- are some heavy rocks too. We'll get yeah. into the story in a bit, but anyhow, sorry to interrupt. Um, across the ice curling sheet toward the house, a circular target marked on the ice. Each team has eight stones. With with each player throwing two. The purpose is to accumulate the highest score for a game. Points are scored for the stones resting closest to the center of the house at the conclusion of each end, which is completed when both teams have thrown all of their stones once a game usually consists of eight or ten ends. The player um, can include... A induce? Cur- the player can induce... Uh, a curved path uh, described as a curl by causing the stone to slowly rotate as it slides the path of the rock may be further influenced by two sweepers with brooms or brushes who accompany it as it slides down the sheet uh, and sweep the ice in front of the stone Sweeping a rock decreases the friction, which makes the stone travel a, a straighter path with less curl and a longer distance. A great deal of strategy and teamwork go into choosing the ideal path and placement of a stone for each situation. And the skills of the curlers determine the degree to which the stone will achieve the desired result. Great stuff, my man. That's uh, Ashton's and uh, our All Pro Go for episode 30. It's curling, and Dad's going to... Uh, that, that's a great job taking the rock there, son. No no pun intended, but uh, we'll give you some uh, international flavor. And, I mean, Canada, historically, Ashton, has done very well in the sport of curling. I mean, you look in the Olympics. So we were just uh, in the month of the Olympics. We got our best of guest, Kyla Sanchez, an Olympian. It only makes sense for us to talk about some Olympic performances in curling. Canada has three gold medals in men's curling, two silver, one bronze for a total of six. And of course, on the women's side as well, too, they've had some success. Uh, gold medalist Jennifer Jones and her team in Sochi at 2014. Um, Canada has, has got five medals, uh, two golds, one silver, and two bronze. And, of course, there's mixed doubles as well, too. And uh, just in Pyeongchang, 
um, the uh, the past uh, um, games, the Winter Olympic Games. Uh, Caitlin Laws and John Morris won a gold medal. Unfortunately, this year um, the gold medal went to Italy, but um, that goes to show you that um, there's a really great um, connection to uh, Canada and curling. I remember back in the day, Ashton, when I watched the sport, and it's still a well-watched sport. I mean, we're talking about guys like Eddie the Wrench Waranek that I used to watch play, used to have that famous toothpick in, in his mouth as he was strategizing over a shot. I believe John Kawaja was one of his sweepers. But let's get down to let's get down to the, the story here, Ashton. Because you you made this selection for all pro go. You made your debut in curling this month. How did that go, my man? Well, it went great, and I learned two ways of throwing the rock. Either you hold it in your hand and then let it go, or you use a... Uh, in the hack. You remember? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to, a, uh, I think he's uh, now a friend of the show. We told him uh, we had a podcast. Shout out to friend of the show, Don, who actually took us on family day for quite a nice tutorial. Shout out to Don. Uh, and um, I also learned the way where you have a different type of uh, stick and you basically put the rock and it connects with like the top of the rock, how there's a curve on it. Uh, so you put that on and then you connect it and then what, you go up and then you turn it just a tiny bit and then you just keep going a bit bit and then you stop so I think that's the easier way for me so um, it was a great experience and um, uh, the Brampton uh, the city of Brampton um, has a great great lessons and also including curling lessons too well in fact the curling center there right I mean what was there was there four sheets I yep, think there are four, four sheets as they say in the, in the curling game four sheets and uh yeah, boy, oh boy, I hadn't tried it in over 20 years, and uh, it, it is a tough sport. That rock weighs, uh, I think uh, Don was saying, it was 42 pounds. So not that you have to hold it. You just have to have a deft touch and uh, make the right shots at the right time. Well, good stuff, my man. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a great experience. All right, so that's Ashton's All Pro Go. It's curling, and you're listening to episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk. You're listening to episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. That's right. It's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So this is where Ashton selects his champ and chum of this episode and Dad will do the same. Ashton, over to you for your champ of episode 30. My champ for episode 30 is Kyla Sanchez. You mean our best of guest, Canadian swimming sensation, Olympic medalist, two-time medalist, Kyla Sanchez? Yes. All right, good stuff. Now, why is she your champ of episode 30? Well, she's an outstanding example for young kids and kids of all ages. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, she's all of 20 years young, Ashton, and um, I heard her speak how important it is to not only be a great athlete and to do your best and put in the, put in the work, but I also was so pleased to hear that she was uh, aspiring and, and looking forward to, um, to her university uh, debut, if you will. She's going to be a varsity athlete, everybody, as she goes to UBC in September, and I believe she's studying political science, and uh, that's such a great example of showing how important, um, when you got a one-two punch of education and athletics uh, behind you, nothing can stop you. Good stuff. Why, why else is she your champ? Well, uh, she uh, has been doing great at the Olympics, and uh, with only one Olympic Games that was in Tokyo of last year, she bring home two medals, a bronze and a silver. Well, does that not make a championship or what, right? I mean, her debut in Tokyo, uh, the Tokyo Games for Kyla Sanchez, she, she comes home on the plane, and she has to declare uh, a silver and a bronze in her debut, all of 20 years old. I mean, obviously uh, a great team that she was part of there. And um, 
you know, when you prepare for the Olympics, Ash, and we've had a number of Olympians that have joined us on Champs and Chums, they talk about the commitment, the sacrifice, the dedication, the perseverance to train, and especially train during a time when COVID is happening, right? So uh, full marks to to Kyla Sanchez for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I guess it's over to me now for my champ uh, of episode 30. And I'm going to stay in, in the lane, if you will, no pun intended in swimming, because my champ of episode 30 is Canadian swimming sensation, Kyla Sanchez, just like you, Ashton. And um, I was so impressed, you know, reading and researching, learning a lot about her career. I mean, she's um, come through the uh, great old community that you know your dad's part of in Scarborough as well too. She's a Scarborough gal, uh, lived there, worked there, played there, and competed. And she talked about that story of Morningside Pool in the High Performance Center, and she continued to move from you know regional to provincial to national to international. I mean, that shows a lot, a lot of commitment, a lot of drive, a lot of talent, a lot of skill. Those are the kind of things that... Uh, I really love and uh, her story, her presence, her poise. She's um, she's she's clearly mature, well beyond her years. So my champ of episode thirty, I'll join Ash, and I'm going to stay in the lane, and I'm going to make a big splash because our champs is Kyla Sanchez. Ashton, over to you for your chum of episode thirty. My chum of episode thirty is Doctor Priller. Now, there's a backstory to this, uh, everybody, for sure. I mean, but from one pro to another pro, why is Dr. Prilla your chum of episode 30? Well, uh, him and his uh, staff treat me very, very, very well. Well, they sure do. I mean, that's seven plus years for you uh, going into the dentist chair. I don't think you were ever afraid one day. You always enjoyed going there. Yeah, I really did. And number two, I've also seen him for over seven years, everybody. Well, that's a long time, right? And I talked about being a pro, but let's set the stage here as well, too, on on why you're um, anointing him and honoring him and tributing him as your chum for for episode 30. It's just this month, actually, that Dr. Priller's uh, stepping away from the dental chair after over four decades of tremendous work being a pro. Um, so uh, that's great stuff, Ashton. Well, listen, I'm going to take your good lead because I'm going to make it a double play day here. And in fact, more than just a double play day, I'm going to put a signature on Scarborough on it because we just announced that Kyla Sanchez was, were, was our champ. And I'm going to join you in announcing and honoring Dr. Priller as my, my chum of episode 30 that's right, everybody. Another Scarborough connection. For over four decades, I have had the pleasure and the privilege. Going to the dentist was never, never something that was painful for me. It was actually a pleasure because I had the uh, the opportunity and the experience to, since I was way high, Ashton, if you look at me right now, I was really young. I must have been all of four years old, Ashton right? When I went to see Dr. Priller for the first time over to the, the Warden Medical Arts Building, and, you know, I just always enjoyed our conversations. Not only is he the consummate pro, I mean, if there was a Hall of Fame for dentist, dentistry, he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Ashton. That's how much I, I really enjoy and, and respect and uh, just have loved every every conversation with uh, with Dr. Priller. And you know what was kind of neat as well too? It, it it We would never miss an opportunity to talk about our great Leafs, to talk about sports, but then also just to talk about life. And um, you know, I just so enjoyed my times with him. I wish him the very best in what is, I would say, uh, I guess the early adventures and experiences of, of retirement, but I know him that he actually probably has a lot more to give, right? And that's what he did for a legion of fans that Dr. Priller has had. And so for all of those great reasons, from one corner of Scarborough to the other, Dr. Priller, you're my chum of episode 30. 
Great stuff, everybody. Well, there's more show to come, and you're listening to episode 30 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to close our milestone 30th episode. And boy, oh boy, in the shortest month of the year, we've packed in some extra large info and enter- entertainment for our fans here on this segment. Uh, how do you feel uh, episode 30 is engineered? Well, episode 30 was a great, great episode. And um, I'm looking forward to very, very more episodes uh, from Champs and Chums. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next level, right, as it were. So, uh, so glad that you joined us. And uh, Ashton, for every show, I always ask you, what did you learn today? Well, uh, uh, this is one of uh, Kyla Sanchez's, Sanchez's uh, favorite quotes. Uh, she said, the comeback is greater than the setback. Aren't those sweet words, sweet words here on a, on, on a, on a February month to talk? And, and what wise words did she, she, she shared, right? And it's so true, right? I mean, you know, when you look at her career, I mean, the, some of the setbacks she's had in terms of even that major shoulder injury that she had to rehab from, be able to, you know, uh, get to the Olympic stage and not only just compete, but compete and become medal winning. So that that was a great learning and so great to have her on the show. Uh, what else? So I also learned there are lots of selections for love-inspired athlete names. That was some really fun research we did just before getting ready to broadcast the show. Yeah, there's tons. We're going to have lots in our, uh, in our uh, let's call it a, a treasure box, right, for, for uh, more Valentines to come, uh, so more February months to come. So great stuff, my man. Well, great stuff, everybody. It's been an amazing milestone show. And um, what did you want to say to the fans, actually, here before we close out our, our, uh, our milestone 30th episode uh, segment? Well, uh, thank you, fans, for all the support. This is uh, just an an amazing support we get from you fans and uh we want this to keep going and um it's been a great support since we started uh the podcast and um we thank you all for the support and now we're here at 30 episodes about to close the show yeah great stuff and i want to continue your line of thank yous ashton because we've got some big thank yous to make not only for this episode but all the previous 29 who do we want to thank well we want to thank the power girls and uncle dennis who helped produce the show shout out to the great power girls and uncle dennis who help us uh, put together champs and chums we also want to make a big shout out to scarborough's own the swimming sensation the our best of guest Kyla Sanchez, Olympian and Team Canada member for joining us on the show. She was just simply outstanding. And Ashton, um, where can the fans uh, check out our podcast? Well, they can check out our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And lots, lots more. So make sure you subscribe to uh, all those podcast channels to check out Champs and Chums. And of course, you can visit us on social, everybody. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on TikTok. Of course, YouTube, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton, this is going to be a fantastic February fist bump my man thank you so much for tuning in everybody and Ashton as we always say cheers to champs cheers to chums and cheers to an all-star day thanks for listening